0: Let's start over. Call me Matt, not Matthew. Okay, Um, let's start again. Okay.
1: In this episode of the Learning and Talent podcast, we speak to former Chief Learning Officer at McKinsey, Matt Smith. Now an executive coach, Matt discussed creating a culture of intentional learning and the importance of a curious mindset. Matt also shared key insights from his research into the key habits of effective, intentional learners and talked about ways to cultivate those habits on an organisational scale. I hope you enjoy listening.
0: Hi, Matt, welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you doing?
1: Hey, Tammy, I'm doing well, how are you?
0: I am good and I've always had such admiration for your bookshelf and I, I would love to know what one book that you have read that's currently on the shelf would you say has had the biggest impact in your life? Or maybe that you just oh. enjoyed the most?
1: Wow, what a good question and what a tough one because there are so many. I know, um, I am looking at them now. Ah, uh, I need <laughs> to, well, I don't know where it is because my books are all disorganized right now, but there's a book called Getting Things Done by David Allen. Oh
0: yeah.
1: I, you know it? Okay, yeah. so it's uh, it's a very nerdy choice. Um, uh, to your question, but I probably read Getting Things Done seven or eight times. I come back to it every couple of years. And uh, it has uh, been a complete revelation in how I organize my life and make sure people always talk about it in terms of like systems and organization stuff. To me, it's all about how do you actually live the life that you want to live? And how do you make sure you're focusing on the things that are important to you? So- that's the one that pops into my mind first. There are probably 15 others I could put up, pull off the shelf for you, but that's the one that popped in first.
0: Oh, I like that. I remember reading. it. I remember there was a very um, detailed system for organization and the way that he put it, I and mean, I can't remember all of it. Uh, I've read a lot of organizational books, but I do, that was, I would also say that that was a book that really started me on a journey in organization. And I like yeah. the way that it, it led you to sort of focus on intentionality with the way that you live your life because that's what you you do a lot I and mean, what do you work on when it tem- in terms of intentional learning that's something that you that's right. you've written about um sensibly and so i would love to ask you a few questions about intentional learning you sure. know, so, why is it important, would you say, for CLO today to really focus on creating a culture where people are not just just learning, but really being very intentional about their learning?
1: Sure. Um, well, let me take a step back and talk for a minute about this idea of intentional learning that we've. I wrote quite a bit about over the last few years with uh, my colleagues at McKinsey and Company, and. The genesis of it was there were a number of us who were learning professionals, others who've been in this field. And there's um, there's this perennial issue that I think a lot of learning executives and leaders face, which is how to actually create a culture where people take advantage of the learning opportunities that are available to them and want to learn. And, you know, you're not just sort of feeling like you're pushing things out from the learning organization, but people are actually hungry for it. And, and um, it's being pulled and it's being pulled in the flow of, of people's work, right? That's kind of the holy grail that so many learning organizations are, are looking for. And when we started looking into this, we said, you know, it's one thing to have access to learning opportunities and, you know, hopefully they're high quality. But you actually need to foster the skills and mindsets of how to be an effective learner. And when we started getting curious about this topic, we started noticing that you know, there are actually things that people who are really good learners do that many other people don't do. There are ways that they go about their day, go about their work, that maximize the amount of learning that they pull out of all of the opportunities they have, and maximize the excitement they get from the learning that they do. And so we started looking into what are those elements? What do the best learners do? What can we learn from them? And then how do you actually start creating an organizational context where these things are fostered and promoted?
0: Fantastic. And in your article, you sort of you speak about two different mindsets that are really important. You talk yeah. about the growth mindset, which a lot of us are familiar with because of Harold Drake's work. And then you also talked about curiosity, like having yeah. sort of a curious mind. I'm really curious, I suppose. How would you define being curious? Because I mean, I consider myself curious, but is there like a, a standard where you can say this is how you define having a curious mind, like what would, how would you know, how do you know when you reached reached that position?
1: Oh, I don't know if it's something you reach. I think that to me, curiosity is all about a desire to learn more about things. And you can foster this mindset of curiosity just in anything that you do. You could walk down the street and be curious about, huh, I wonder what these people are thinking, or I wonder what's happening there. You could be in a meeting and be curious about, you know, how someone is approaching a problem different than you. You could hear about a topic and just be curious about it. So to me, there's, I think often, unfortunately, this sense of like, I'm a curious person or I'm not a curious person. We, we view it through a ironically very fixed mindset type of point of view of it's either something you are or aren't. I think it's actually a mindset that can be fostered. And then I view it as almost an infinite scale. You can always keep getting more and more curious about things in life. And to me, it's the combination of this growth mindset, which in very simple terms is, I believe that I can learn and grow. And then curiosity, which is, I have the desire to learn and grow. And you put those two things together, and that's why we consider them so foundational. Because if you believe that you can learn and you believe that learning is exciting and something you want to do and you're motivated to do, then you're going to put more energy and intention into your own learning.
0: I also feel like it really does help with um when you have an organization where people think in that way, I find that when it comes to challenges they're facing, they're able to problem solve, much more quicker, they're able to become more agile. I think it does help with innovation as well. And it also helps people you know, to create a more harmonious environment if everybody's approaching challenges and opportunities in a way of stretching themselves and developing themselves. So, you talk about strategies that people can implement every day to practice it because I think it, like you say, it's not yep. reach it, but it's almost like a daily practice, you know, having desire, having this um, mindset that you want to stretch and grow. So, what could people do, or what w- would you recommend that people do on a daily basis? on a daily basis to really cultivate that mindset?
1: So we think there are a few core habits that people who are effective learners put into place. And I would say many of us probably do some of these things. We may not realize that they are what makes us effective as learners. So we may just do them naturally. Um, But what we found is people who are really good at this tend to do these things habitually. And build them into the way that they go through their days. So what are some of those strategies or habits? Number one, people set clear learning goals for themselves. So over a defined period of time, and just as a mental benchmark, I, I usually think about a three-month period. So over the next few months, what am I focused on in terms of my own development? That's different than my business goals or the you know the metrics that I need to hit. What am I trying to learn? And is that clear to me? And are are those learning goals discreet enough and clear enough that I know whether I'm making progress against them? So setting small, clear goals. Practicing and practicing in an effective way um, using the principles of deliberate practice. So really looking at what is the unit I'm trying to approve and then going at that um, over and over again with repetition to get better at it. Um, We talk about getting feedback so not just being open to feedback, but actively seeking out feedback and helping other people give you better feedback by priming them with your learning goals. So if I tell you what I'm working on and then remind you of that, you're much more likely to notice things and to give me feedback on those areas. So those are a few of them. You know, We talk about multiple more in the, uh, in the work that we've done on this, but there are strategies that are not actually rocket science they're not that hard to build into your day-to-day but very few people do them all consistently because they do take some effort and intention to put into place.
0: Yeah it reminds me of a book that I was reading Atomic Habits um, by James Clear I'm sure you're familiar with his work and he Mm -hmm. often talks about you know it's not about that one big act that's going to transform your life but it's the It's those, I suppose, the atomic, those small habits that you do daily that compound over time that lead um, to sort of the results that you want to have. Um, So we obviously have CEOs in our community who are responsible for learning employees, 10,000, 100,000 employees in their organization. So this is great in terms of looking at an individual level. But how do you scale this if you want to, if you want everyone in your organization to approach learning and development yeah. in this way, how, how would you scale that, or what would how would you encourage a CLO right now in our community to cultivate that within um, their organizations?
1: I think there's a few things that CLOs can do. Um, one of them is, quite simply, we teach so many things in our organizations, but very few organizations actually help people become better learners and teach these types of basic practices in, you know, if we are talking about in a K to 12 environment, these would be called study skills, right? It's not a subject on its own, but it's how to get better at every other subject by putting in the right structures and practices into the way that you approach your work. So I think at a baseline level, when, you know, in onboarding or in new manager trainings or in other pivotal moments in someone's career, helping, leaders helping new joiners and everyone in between learn these skills, I think that's one thing. I think the second thing is that leaders can role model and CLOs can help obviously for themselves, but also help others do this, can role model what it means to be a curious learner. What does it mean to approach questions with a beginner's mind? Um, How can leaders talk about what they're learning, what they're seeing? it creates this sense in an environment. It's what Satya Nadella has talked about for Microsoft, going from a know-it-all culture to a learn-it-all culture, right? And this idea that you don't actually need to always have the answers to everything, but if you approach everything with a learning mindset, the company is gonna be so much more innovative and it's gonna be more exciting for individuals. So there's something about that leadership role modeling that I think has to be in place as well and then i think at all levels in between you have to actually encourage this so in those moments of truth where someone wants to for example invest in their own learning how is that handled you know is there pushback do people you know encourage it or not so there's something in addition to the skills of effective learning there's also something that managers and leaders need to get about how to create the right culture where this is seen as valuable
0: I love that. Simon Sinek talks about um, really focusing on the human skills when it comes to leadership. And I mm-hmm. think he said something around, you know, real leaders, they talk, they won't, they don't talk as much in the meeting. So if you're in a meeting, they actually talk last, they listen to everybody else. But I feel like that's, for me, it seems so antithetical to what you see when you think of a traditional leader. They're speaking, they're talking, they're commanding the room. and. And actually what what should be happening is that they should be listening and you know really encouraging everyone else to to talk and like having like you say having that beginner's mindset um which i think when we're looking at our data we're seeing that leadership development is definitely something that's really important to our clo's because leaders developing this human these human skills is not always easy to do so um what would you say for those for those people who are saying, okay, great, we can we can do we can put this into onboarding, we can create these packages, but we're struggling with our leaders. Our leaders aren't modeling these human skills that we know are required to encourage everyone to have this mindset. What would you say to that?
1: Yeah, well, I I think like everything in the learning world, it it, it is it's hard to push something through an organization that doesn't want. Right, I think that is true in, by the way, that's not just in learning. I think that's any organizational change or any change you're trying to to drive in an organization. It takes leadership. And if leadership isn't behind it, then that's sort of problem one to tackle. But I think sometimes people are well intended, but unskilled. And that's a different challenge. And that is to me, a more tractable problem to have. There, I think there is something about the leadership development. So how do we actually help grow leaders and build what I think of when I hear you speak as inquiry skills. So leading it, not just mechanically talking last in the meeting, but approaching things through a mindset of curiosity and inquiry and trying to understand and trying to help other people understand and not coming into it with a predetermined set of answers. These are things that we can actually develop in leaders. Um, and, and those of us who are CLOs and are looking after this sort of thing can, can, help, uh, can help our leaders develop. I think though that also skills like the ones that we're talking about here of how to be an effective learner. This is one that I actually think you can also develop from the bottom up. It's obviously ideal if you've got everyone on board and it's being pushed by leadership. But some of these skills that we're talking about, frankly, they just make people better at their job if people are more effective at, I think of it as squeezing the most juice out of every moment that they have, developing faster, learning new things faster, they're quite simply just going to get better at what they're doing. And I think if you build enough critical mass, even at lower levels in the organization, you actually can start to move an organization in a direction where you get more pull. And you get more excitement around learning in the organization, even if you don't have the same level of senior sponsorship that we all know would be ideal.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Well, we will stop there. I think we could carry on this conversation.
1: I'm <laughs> sure we it. could.
0: Really good. You know, thank you for your generosity. We really appreciate you taking the time to speak to us. You're also joining us for our Copenhagen session in May, and we're looking forward to you chairing that event as well. So we do encourage everyone to register for that event. Um, and we, we need to do this again. So we'll uh, maybe bring Matt back again for uh, another, another video. Uh, and if you have any questions, questions for matt you know put them in the comments below um, and maybe we'll bring him back to answer some of these questions but thank you matt for your time thank you tammy there is. thank you for listening the learning and talent podcast is
1: brought to you by iventive the world's leading event provider for global heads of learning talent management and executive development to find out more about joining an iventive executive knowledge exchange free and exclusive to senior leaders visit iventive.com You can also join I Know, the free online community for senior HR executives at inow.mn.co.